John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. The spread of misinformation has fueled our cultural divide and increased our collective anxiety about the future. Tackling misinformation isn't a simple task, but it's important. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that's dismantling New Age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. On the show, a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic walk into a bar, and the bartender says, no, 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 it's not that old joke. They dive (laughs) deep into current events such as RFK Jr.'s involvement in mainstreaming dangerous anti-vax rhetoric. They crowdsource, research, analyze, and dream up answers to the problem with, get this, proven science as their ultimate guiding light. I highly recommend you check out Conspirituality's fascinating episodes on creating comedy in the MAGAverse with Jordan Klepper or RFK Jr. flirting with body fascism. And you've listened to a bunch of them at this point, Paul, I know, and you tell me you love it. I, I do. They're, they're fascinating, and my favorite part is they use, wait for it, proven science. Science? And, and if, if there's any kids listening, that's a class we used to take. Proven yep. science as their ultimate guiding light. I love that. From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed about misinformation and help you resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. That transported me into a world. I know. I'm ready to go now. Me too. Welcome to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On today's show, why does it feel so good to sing with others? Dr. Asal Habibi tells us about the benefits of going choral. And driving instructor Josh Mendoza answers Paula's questions about rules of the road. If your turn light is out and your window is broken, is it okay to open your door and shout, I'm turning left! I'm Adam Felber, your discussion traffic cop. And now, please welcome the woman who double parks in a single space, Paula Poundstone. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome, Paula, and thank you to tonight's house band, Bassoonist Amber Wyman. All right. It's great to have a bassoon on the show, right? Yeah. I think we have to be the only show that's ever had a bassoon as the house, house band. band. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might be breaking new ground. People don't think along those lines, and yet they will now. Now they're all going to be like, yeah, we'd like to have a house band, but where are we going to find a bassoon this time of night? Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're going to be thinking. Yeah, they're going to say that. So, Paula, you've been, I know, spending this last month kind of fascinated with hurricane season it's hurricane season it's hurricane season and yeah. you know i don't i don't even i haven't even picked out my outfits yet for it it's almost over <laughs> uh, you gotta get the right shoes i uh i'll tell you um I, you know obviously the 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 flooding and the suffering and the damage and the the lives uh, to, no, uh, you're anti-death and to, suffering i'm anti-death and suffering and and damage and mold um well, but, we, we, uh, we, you have well-established anti-mold cred on this show already we had yeah. a mold expert on to talk to you about we, we have yeah. i still have mold in my ceiling but the coverage right on the news i have long believed I don't really trust a newsman who doesn't have the good sense to come in out of the rain. Right. You know, the coverage where they stand in the rain. Yeah. Uh, I was watching during, um, which one was it? First one of the season? Yeah. That was Florence. Yeah. That, I was that watching decimated during. decimated okay. the Carolinas. I was watching during Florence at one point because it was not, uh, I mean, it was, it was very bad. 
But it actually, the hurricane itself, not the after effects, but the right. hurricane itself was not as bad as they had anticipated. No, the winds were down to in the range of like 80 to 90 miles an hour, I think, for most of it. Even, yeah, even. I can't even, remember. It's a long time ago. It was a long time ago. But uh, I think it was, I was watching on MSNBC, and I think it was what, Ali Belshi, I think is the guy's name, the bald guy with the glasses from uh, I can, MSNBC. I can picture him. I'm looking right at you he saying like the bald guy with the glasses. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm um, going to ignore that. Uh, he, that funny looking guy. Yeah, the bald guy with the glasses. Yeah, yeah there's so oh, few what like a that. Creep. Um, he was in front of the ocean and he had his, you know, black slicker, he had his hood up, and he was talking and talking, and finally he confessed that it was not raining anymore, and he took his hood off. Oh wow. I mean, there's you know, you can see in their faces the disappointment right. that it wasn't because they already editorially allocated a certain amount of time yeah. and a certain amount of news people and cameras. And if the storm and so, lets them down. Right, exactly. Right. You can there's a there's a certain the twenty four hour news coverage has left in general a certain dripping with blood quality right. about the you know about the on-air reporters. They're sad when somebody isn't dripping with blood is what you're saying. I, no, they I mean, seem they, to they be. Don't, they're, they're a little like bit, you, they no, don't like suffering. They're bloodthirsty. They really are. Right. They want to, you know, but I'm I, pretty I, sure. shoot an idea at you. Tell, yeah. And it's this. Television is a visual medium. So as much as I kind of like your point of why are they standing out in the storm, I'd be really sad if I turned on the TV and they were like, I'm safe and snug inside this high school gym. There's a storm raging outside, you but know, you're not going to see it. There's such a thing as a window. <laughs> yeah, but there's stick, refla- like, As a guy who's the, worked in television a lot, you know as well as I Open the window. Do. Stick the camera out the window and we'll believe you. You know open what? Open the window during you. a hurricane? Yes. We have, what are you talking about? Yeah, well, yeah, get a cross, crosswind. Um... Look at we live very in very bad advice, people. If you're listening, we live in, in hurricane southern territory. No, I'm right not now. talking about generally. I'm talking about if you're recording it, right? In from so for find the a news. safe indoor location, open a window and shoot out the window. <laughs> That's what I think. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, now we don't at, have we, to do a segment on should you be a TV news producer. <laughs> I know. I I I look at we live in Southern California right. and we've been in drought. You know, forever. Yeah. We've had record-breaking heat waves right. in recent years. And there's never been one weather guy that's gone and stood in the desert. Right. And said, oh, my God, I can hardly breathe look out here. Look at this sweat. Yeah. Would you yes. look? Do I, do I look that's like I'm burning? That's when you need a bald guy. Yeah. Am I burning? <laughs> I feel like I'm burning. Can you come in tight on yeah. these sweat stains? Yeah. Could you do that? Yeah, get get Al, Ali, what's his name, to, to, go, out, to, to go out west. Yeah. Because his, his head would be shiny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, do I, yeah. do I seem dehydrated? Do I seem dehydrated? I'm going to once again play devil's advocate and submit that looking at something that is hot is also not great television as opposed to a storm blowing it is if they act hot it's up to that's that's what they're doing a lot of times they were acting windblown when they weren't okay and they and so yeah so they should act hot to walk into the wind yeah exactly (laughs) yeah no i just it's just a thing it's 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 a a thing that i feel if you feel it you should say it because it's your podcast and as we keep saying nobody's listening exactly okay i can i can can say whatever i want (laughs) all right so let's move on we're going to be talking about uh music and its effect on our psyche in a few minutes, we've got a guest here who we, you know, in the grand tradition of this show, we ignore until we introduce them. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's sitting right here at the she's table. She's sitting right here next to us. I have a stack of Double Step Oreos so high that I can't see beyond it. Right. But but basically, the way we time this show is not with a timer, but you, like, eat your way down that stack of That's Oreos. Exactly and when right. you can see our guest, we introduce uh-huh. them. Uh, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. So, <laughs> so in any way, um, we have some, uh, some of our own music news. Are you blowing up a balloon, Paula? Um, for those of you who haven't listened to the last couple of shows, Paula Poundstone is under the delusion that she does balloon animals. In, on, in honor of our guest, who's here to talk about... Uh, music, uh, the, which we're not getting to yet. The, music, the effect of music on our psyches. Yeah. I would like to do uh, yet another... Balloon animal? Uh, balloon animal. Uh-huh. Uh, and what is that, balloon Paula? balloon sculpture. Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, right, so that was while we're um, on the subject was, of music, uh, and you're just, that was a turtle having gas. How was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very nice, very nice. That was pretty good. Wasn't I'm going to try to talk through your balloon animal stuff. Which uh, makes okay, wait. Terrible, no, let me just say one thing. Audio. Okay, what All are you right. saying? No, it doesn't. It's an audio medium. Oh, for oh. Christ! <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> All right, so do you uh, even want to know what that was? No, no, I do not. 
Uh, that'll be one of those mysteries that our listeners can write in about. Yeah. Um, speaking of our listeners, we've had these entries pouring in for our Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone theme song contest, for which, admittedly, we have established zero parameters other than send in stuff. Yeah. Uh, no, that's uh, but, not but there true. was one other I, piece we, of advice, yeah, which said, is reference the idea that Paula is a genius that yeah. might help you in the. I think ne- that could make nebula- it a better song. Yeah, it, don't it, you? Well, uh, three of our listeners have taken your cue very recently. Let's hear a couple of them. <laughs> Um, Mike Jensen did it with this very short and zippy song. She just may be privy to genius or info that could be life changing. He's nailed it. She may hold the answers to all the unknown, but nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. Yes. Wow. Mike yeah. Jensen, very he nice. Really nailed I want to point out, though, that he didn't actually call you a genius. He said that you may be privy to genius. Yeah, that was just. And I would to point out that right I'm a... your co host. Yeah, that was. Oh, right. <laughs> so thank yeah, you, Mike. Yeah. yeah. No, that was just to get the right syllables. He meant she's a genius. He meant a genius. she's a genius. Yeah. Uh, well, Mike, you could feel free to clarify in, in song if you like. Uh, moving on, Christine Richardson of 14 Jazz Cats, which I guess is some kind of hep musical act. Um, they mentioned both your genius and me. In her oh, lyrics. Oh, so nice. Well, Nobody's listening to me. Nobody's listening to me. So get your coffee cup, turn the volume up. Paula Poundstone's genius to me. You can get your information, you can get your humorization, lots of little tidbits. <laughs> Paul is giving Adam Fitz life-changing wisdom for me. Nobody's listening to me. Nobody's listening to me. So get your coffee cup, turn the volume up. Paula Poundstone's genius to me. Yeah, Richardson. I like fantastic. that one. I like that I'm you're giving me fits. Yeah, I like yeah. that too. Yeah. I like the idea. It feels of a little bit like fits. like there's that the Paula and Adam sitcom theme. Yeah. Should that ever arise. Yeah. 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 Should it ever arise? <laughs> We're living it. Um and then finally we have Howard Starrett. He sent in an acapella entry. Um, but he seems to know your oeuvre. My what? Your oeuvre. Hey, Paula, my name is Howard. I love you, I love your show, and I thought I'd take a crack at writing a theme song for you. I wanted to do something kind of in the vein of, like, the the Petty Duke show or the Nanny, and uh, so here it is. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, and that's a shame because she's a genius, you know. You ought to listen to Paula Poundstone and grab some good advice to go. She'll tell you all about the troubles with a flat screen device, scrambling your children's brains. She covers pest control, your grammar, and political strife. That shit will drive you insane. Ba boom, boom, boom. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, but that's okay, she's got her foot in the door. So why not listen to Paula? Paula Poundstone, she's awesome and she sleeps on the floor. <laughs> Sick and kitty litter like a champ is part of her game. She'll refuse to let it pile up and reek. She improvises riffs about the slightly inane, brightening the whole freaking week. Ba-bum, bum, bum. Nobody listens Whoa. to Paula Poundstone. And that's a shame because she's a genius, you know. You ought to listen to Paula Poundstone and Adam Felber's on every show. <laughs> so grab some good advice and let's go. Bump, bump, bump. It's good. Good advice she wants you to know. Oh she plays ping pong. Wow. I, uh, at this moment, uh, feel as insulted as the professor and Marianne <laughs> must have felt in seasons one and two of Gilligan Island. Gilligan's Island, where when instead of being named, it was and the rest were those two. And there's uh, two other characters, and they were. They you were named, uh, and the rest? It was Adam Felber's on every show. What a fine tribute. <laughs> I don't know. After. After after what sounded like fifteen minutes of laudatory and biographical information about Paula Poundstone, you know, there's Adam, a Adam's there too thing happening. You know, the thing is, my life is rich with detail. Um, whereas I, you're on every show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that that hurts a little bit, but um, but yeah, no, it was a great entry, and, oh and my I gosh, heard great. everybody to keep submitting these uh, theme songs because we promise you we are like this close to deciding what this contest is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, beyond it is are, our these theme are, These are some 
uh, acclaimed submissions. Yeah, they are, re- the and they're least. getting better and better. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, know I recognize you from the last show. You do? Yeah. yeah you're you're well, on every show. I'm on every show, Boy, Paula. he nailed it. Adam Fulmer's on every show. I feel like he I might have left that. out some details about my life. No, um, but, okay. I, I don't think so. No? Oh, okay. Well, I sleep on the floor. Agreed. Yeah, that's ping pong. fascinating that you play yeah. ping pong. I've played a few rounds of ping pong myself, too. Anyway, if listening to the theme songs makes us feel happy, let's try to figure out why. Because, Paula, you've noticed something that happens when you sing with other people. Yeah, you know, it's just a couple weeks ago. I can't remember if it was you and me singing together or somebody else. I remember, you know, you're on every show, so it might have been you. It could have been me. But there was just one other voice. I mean, I sing to myself sometimes, but that doesn't do that much for me. But I was with one other voice, and we were combined, and I got like a, a really noticeable lift from it. And where... I completely relate to that because as I, I've told you, I've played in bands a lot in my time. I play the, the piano and right now I have a like a backyard dad band. Um, we, we, I think we're currently calling ourselves the Grateful Dads. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny. I'm trying to argue with the band that a funnier name would be Dadfinger. Um, which they think is oh. disgusting. And I'm like, no, it's like Badfinger. But, right. yeah. but I'm yeah. the comedy writer in the band so that's yeah. why. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, there's something about making music with other people, and so let's find and there's out. There's gotta be, there's gotta be like a, there's gotta be a reason. Well, now that, that, that you've eaten down good. that stack of double stuff Oreos, all right, we can now find out about how music affects our brain. Doctor Asal Habibi is an assistant professor of psychology at the University of Southern California, and she studied how music affects the development of the brain in early childhood. Please welcome Doctor Asal Habibi. <laughs> Hey, everybody. As longtime listeners know, when Helix Mattresses first started sponsoring our show, Bonnie Burns somehow got the drop on me and made off with the first mattress. But in the intervening years, I have gotten myself a Helix mattress. I've had it for almost a year now, and it has improved my sleep. It has improved my life. I could not be happier. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which I have, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, which is a mattress designed just for big and tall sleepers, and they even have mattresses made just for kids. Now, if you're like me and you were a little nervous about trying it online, or like Paula, who was screaming in fear of buying a mattress online, don't be. The Helix Sleep Quiz takes into account your individual sleep preference to match you and your partner with the perfect mattress. I took the quiz and I ended up with the great mattress for a side sleeper, the Helix Midnight Lux. Take my word for it, everybody. The Helix Midnight Lux. Oh, don't want to take Adam's word for it. I don't blame you. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and... Two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula and use the code helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Paula. Paula, I invited you over, but (laughs) fell asleep. Helixsleep.com slash Paula. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. Adam. Yes. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And the sixth one has start a podcast. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally checked learn a language off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. Don't do it. Or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. And Paula, I got to say, I really appreciate the whole like getting phrases that are important to know in that language right away, like how to order food, how to ask for directions, how to speak to merchants. And I really dig more than that, the speech recognition technology, because even if some of our listeners think that I have a weird cadence when I am attempting to speak Spanish, (laughs) I am am speaking it well enough for the Babbel app to understand what I'm saying, at least when I do it right, like this. Listen to this. Adios, Carlos. 
¿Ya te vas? Sí, es tarde. Entonces, buenas noches. Hasta pronto. I don't think you have a weird cadence. I think it sounds great. Thank you. Studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Yikes. And their football team is fantastic. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Is there some kind of special? Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription. Wow. But only for our listeners at babbel.com slash nobody. If I'm not mistaken, Paula, that is 55% off at babbel.com slash nobody. The one spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. And then you just add a slash and the word nobody. And it's 55% off? Yeah. Wow. Rules and restrictions may apply. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. Adios. Hey, guys, it's Adam. And tonight is January 3rd. And I am picking Giannis Antetokounmpo to score less than 36 points and James Harden to score more than 16. Why? Because I like beards. Am I putting a lot of money on this? I am not, because I'm not really a gambler, but I am having a lot of fun with Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, who I would lose to, you pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in, or in my case, not. So I don't bet a lot. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey had a 10.5 combo of three points made, plus receptions. Do I get that? Kind of a little bit. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second, that player is rebooted. So, it's like an insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com nobody and use code nobody for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks.com nobody and use code nobody for a first deposit match of up to $100. And then drop by and see how I did with the Greek freak and Harden again on January 3rd. My hopes are not that high. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> And for thank being you, here. house band Amber Wyman. Dr. Habibi, why does it feel good to sing with other people? Oh, thank, first, thank you for being here. It's so wonderful. And it was wonderful to listen to those pieces of music, the entrance music. They were really good. They, really weren't they? Yeah. they were uplifting. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've got, especially we've got the a last one. collection of them now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a really good question. Did you say especially the last yes, one? Yes, because now I'll remember it forever, especially yeah. because it was um, merged with music, so I'll have that tune going on. Yeah. 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 You know, I've got a lot going on in my life, more than just being on this <laughs> he's, show. He's on I'm every sure. show. I'm sure yeah. you are. So why is it that yeah. when you sing with someone else because it was distinctly different than just singing by myself which yeah. also feels good but not great and this felt great yeah no absolutely that's true whether you sing with someone or play music with someone um there is a phenomenon called entrainment that means that you synchronize your uh rhythm of the of your body like your heart rate variability with another uh -huh. person uh to their rhythm uh when children play music together we all like entrain to one beat uh with the structure of music you just follow the same rhythm and beat and that has been shown to enhance mood um uh, to to help with like even in in um clinical setting with depression with anxiety so we see that a lot with choral singing in choirs. Uh, when people are singing together, it helps them with a lot of different uh, kind of mood enhancing variables. But do they know why it does that? Like what's going on in the brain? Do we yeah, know that? Yeah, so uh, we know a little bit about that. So uh -huh. we know that, for example, that we like social interaction as species, as humans. Right. And, and we, yes. And we like to uh, synchronize with one another. So, right. for example, if you think about any activity that we do, for example, when we march together, it brings us together. There's a sense of cohesiveness. Uh -huh. uh, when uh, I look, I work with children. I think and Kim Jong-un discovered that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, not always that. <laughs> the group belonging well, the, the effects is, are not always good. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. but boy, do they have team spirit. Yeah. So, uh, 
for example, I study children, and when we have them um, play music together or even drum together, uh, we see them do more pro-social activity. They're more willing to share with each other. They're more compassionate towards each other. Wow. If we have a child just drum to a metronome, we yeah, don't you did see, a study about this. Yeah, metronomes yeah, versus, versus together, a real right? person. Yeah, yeah, and only we see that joint synchronization. So it seems that there is something about synchronizing your heart rate, synchronizing other rhythms of your brain activity with another person. So this action observation network that we have in our brain, we see something in someone and we mimic it. And that actually gives us a sense of understanding them better, to have a sense of empathy towards them. So So if I'm singing with you, then our heart rates sync? Yes, and to the structure of the music, because we both have to take a breath at the same time. Uh We have to like exhale at the same time. So there is some variability of the heart rate that sync with each other. So there is like, that's one of the proposition of why we think singing can help uh, enhancement of mood. Now, are there songs, styles, or rhythms that just work better than others for uplifting your mood? Like, is a shuffle beat better than waltz (laughs) time? I mean, like, what's... what's... Uh, There are a lot of variables that would explain that. So there is one of the things that uh, we actually look at is that why people listen to sad music and why do people get pleasure from sad music and not everyone does there are people who like to listen to sad music and um, well I I hate to take you to a sidebar right away but is is sad music a thing that's like cross-cultural is like a minor key song always sad everywhere no minor key song is not always sad everywhere dissonance is always Dissonance is always is, dissonance. It's a dissonance, and right. it always bothers you because there is actually in the in, inside the inner ear there is some uh, structure called the basal membrane. It's special. It's tonotopic. It's called the what? The basal membrane. The basal membrane. Yeah. Yeah. So if um, I have another kid, that's what I'm naming them. <laughs> Well, you can't do that. My kid's nickname is Baz. Oh, yeah, but no, this is, I'm saying the whole thing. Ba- this is the whole Basilar thing. membrane. Basilar yeah. membrane. <laughs> Poundstone, you get in here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. And, and this structure is tonotopically mapped, meaning that each tone, each frequency has a space on it. When the spaces are too close, when two tones are too close, like a, a minor second, which is dissonant, right. it doesn't work very well because these two areas are activated very closely to each other. And, oh, and that's it's like what scrapes. it sounds. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It just uh-huh. really sounds horrible when you listen to it. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of like the physiological background. I think every culture that will be true. The minor key is not always true. If you are born, let's say, in India and always exposed to that music and okay. that system of music, that doesn't necessarily make you sad. And even in West- so the keys are cultural, but dissonance is correct. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 um, I the other day I was trying to explain to Paula, maybe you can back me up about how octaves are perceived as the same note because of the way they look on an oscilloscope. And at first she looked confused, and then I thought she was kind of going to tear my face off like a chimp might angrily. No, um, I was never going to tear your face off. Really? Okay. Yeah, because okay. you're on every show. I need you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not working with some faceless guy. Some right. nameless, yeah, that would be disturbing a, a for faceless you with your guy in the crowd. multivaried life. Um, now, if you uh, listen to a lot of music educators, yeah. they will tell you that music education is important because it opens up your brain to other learning. And yeah. I guess our question is, is that should we take that as something that is true or that the music department needs more glockenspiels. No, I think that- <laughs> Yeah. You know, years ago I did a private job for an association of music stores that sell instruments. Okay. And they had they had a calendar that was their calendar that went out to all their members. And one of the most beloved sacred dates on their calendar was the anniversary of the birth of the man who got schools to include in the fourth grade getting their instrument and okay. and taking an instrument. Like cause in their world, they bow down to that man because you go to school and it's not like with cooking, it's not like there's pots and pan salespeople right. where in the fourth grade you choose your pots. Well, mu- um, music people feel very, very uh, strongly about that. And I guess the question well, I mean, that I, I was trying to ask... I think it's important to have music in schools, but I, the point is this was a guy that made like every kid. Like I used to play the flute. Because my sister played the flute, and, and so my parents bought it, right. and then I was stuck playing the flute. Do you see what I'm saying? There was a person that got to sell that flute to my parents because of the birth of that man who connected it up with the schools. That was an interesting detour. Now, um, Amber, 
You're on Amber, every week. I every week you're on. That's all. Or, or Dr. Habibi. That's all. That's fine. Going back to uh, the question. Yes. Um, no. and, and now we're learning the reason why I'm on every week. Um, <laughs> what does music do for the developing brain? Does it really help? Yes, it does help. We now have very good evidence that it helps children with cognitive skills, meaning language, memory, uh, learning a second language, attention. They also, uh, in our research, we actually have very good evidence that it's chosen with um, tasks and skills that we don't think about, like impulse control. Right. So oh, when wow. children learn how to play music, they're better in, at inhibiting themselves of doing something immediately in favor of something better in the future. Oh, so we it test helps with them impulse like impulse control. Yeah. See, no, I didn't stick with the flute. Can you tell? <laughs> Yeah, that really shows. Yeah. That really shows. I should have stuck with the flute. I didn't. He, oh. You wouldn't need me if you'd stuck with the flute. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I think of yours, my little piccolo. Um, uh, wow, that's that's really interesting. Uh, so it it helps with. Uh, Impulse control. Yeah, impulse control. And also we have evidence that it actually changes their brain. We see more connectivity between the right and left side of the brain of children who have had music training compared to the ones who don't have music training. And what is the what is the advantage of having yes. more connectivity? So beside, the two sides the right? of the brain communicate with each other a right. lot. So when you have a highway Mine that has email. Yeah. <laughs> allows more connection and allows more communication. You can integrate information better. You can hold multiple ideas in your head. It probably helps with creativity. So it makes you more creative and flexible thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like when would you, do you think kids should learn, start learning an instrument so that they can forge those pathways between their right yeah. and left brains? And they, the, the research shows be, be between ages five to seven is okay. the most important. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't expose a child to music before age five. Oh, I'm not letting my kids yeah. hear anything until they're nine. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just dangerous out idea. there. Yeah. Why a does a song music. get stuck in your head? That's a really good question. Thank you. Uh, it's, and it's, <laughs> <laughs> if you would just speak directly you don't even have to answer. You into just the microphone <laughs> while you say that, and we could record, that's a really good question. Thank you. Ingenious question. Uh, oh, there uh, you yeah. go. Wow. Yeah, there is uh, work around uh, that's been done on this a lot. So we know that music tends to get encoded, like memories of music tend to get encoded with more emotions because you experience more emotions when you listen to music. A lot of like affective system and uh, emotion systems of the brain are active. Uh -huh. So it seems that that has something to do with the remembrance of that uh -huh. song. A detective came and knocked on the door, and I said, is it Renee? And he just gave me that solemn look. It was the worst day ever. The Proof Podcast is back with a new case and a new season. 23 years ago, 18-year-old Renee Ramos went missing. Her body was later found in an empty Home Depot building on the edge of town. I don't think that they arrested the right people. It's about time somebody's trying to do something. She had a black eye about two weeks before she was murdered. They are involved. They definitely had her body and her backpack. You know people are going to judge you, right? Of course. They're judging me now. They've been judging me damn near my whole life. You can listen now to season two of Proof, wherever you get your podcasts. And follow along with us as we reinvestigate the murder at the warehouse. I have to ask... Did you kill Renee? Hey, it's just me, Paula Boundstone. I want to tell you about a headgum podcast I think you're going to love. Fake the Nation with Nagin Farsad, which I've done a few times now. So much fun. You may know Nagin from her TED Talk, from NPR's Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, or her book, How to Make White People Laugh. On Fake the Nation, Nagin and a rotating cast of her funniest, smartest, and most politically astute friends, people like Samantha Bee, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Paula Poundstone, Larry Wilmore, <laughs> Margaret Cho, and more. Break down the news, make you laugh, think, and deliver a gut punch to humanity. Wait, do we really want to deliver a gut punch to you? I thought we wanted to uplift humanity, support, <laughs> uh, protect humanity. But apparently Nagin has gone over to the dark side. I'll tell you, I, I have had so much fun doing this show. Nagin tells me that one time I role played Naomi Osaka's publicist. I don't recall that at all, <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> I'm going to have to go back to that episode and listen to it because it sounds funny. Uh, Uproxx calls Fake the Nation the perfect lighthearted fit for a newsy podcast queue that needs a little levity. Meaning the news needs a little levity, <laughs> not 
the podcast because it is very funny. Subscribe now so you don't miss another episode of Fake the Nation airing every Thursday. Find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or, and I hate this phrase, wherever you listen to podcasts. Like none of us (laughs) would figure that out. Jesus fucks. Get ready for the miracle of mega a comedy podcast from the staff of a fictional mega church. And, and not only does he f- but he's the best at it. I'm Holly Loren. And I'm Greg Hess. Our characters, Hallie and Gray, welcome a new guest each week, played by some of the biggest names in comedy and podcasting. Like Scott Ackerman, Lauren Lapkus, Paul Shear, Jason Manzukis, Cecily Strong, and Duncan Trussell. I just love to think about that, the light shining down on all those corpses in the water and Noah just going by and maybe, maybe a mom being like, please, we're running out of energy. Can you please let us on the boat? It's completely improvised and it's devilishly funny. Is there any question you have for us about, you know, what it means to live a life in Christ? I guess, how much do you think is bullshit? There's a new episode every Sunday. Listen and subscribe to Mega, wherever you get your podcasts. Best I ever had. Best I Y'all could do it. Y'all could do it. Y'all sing along. We, you know what I'm saying? Go, Jesus, you the best. Jesus, you're the best. You the best. Jesus, you're Jesus, the best. You're the best. Oh, okay, best never mind. I ever had. Best wow. I ever had. Um, and, and you kind of connect with it. So the encoding of it is stronger and the retrieval of it would be stronger too. Um, it's kind of a, a phenomenon called the earworm. So you kind of keep listening to this song over and over and it doesn't go away. Yeah. Um, I don't know of really any research that shows how to get rid of it. Right, because oh, that's what I would like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I was sitting around, um, I, was, I was working on this TV show recently and I was sitting around the table just the other day and somebody burst out with, and I'm sorry to do this to all of you. She's just sitting there and she goes, we built this city, which is that Starship song. We sure. built the city on rock and roll. And yeah. I just despise that song. And I think it's going to take me another year and a half before I get that out of my head. When my kids were in like preschool, they used to, there was a song that the teacher used. It was, um, <clears throat> the kids would um, behave like a particular animal mm-hmm. physically. And then they would sing, animal action is so much fun. And that sticks in your head. And I don't remember any other words of it, and I never did. But they would, you know, so I would sing it to them every so often because I knew that if I sang it once, it would rattle around up there like a bullet in a tank for a really long time. It was <laughs> sort of a cruel thing that I would do to my children. Animal election. So, yeah, that's, so that's much a fun. form of torture, really. Yeah, it was kind of a, yeah. Okay, yeah. but you don't have an answer for that. There's but no I don't why, have an answer why? of like, getting rid of it. I mean, no we just know that when you listen to music, multiple systems of the brain are active. It's like uh-huh. you have, you activate the memory system, the emotion system, the, yeah. the motor sensory systems of the brain. So this kind of like multiple activation helps with encoding a song a lot oh, more stronger than so just hearing a sentence. Particular songs it. sort of fire up the memory rumba and right. uh, it's going around up there. Like, rumba. Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Not, and not next rumba, thing you know, rumba. not rumba, rumba. Okay. And uh, next thing you know, you can't get rid of it. You got to right. take it apart. And, and it just keeps banging on the side. Of yeah. You got to you gotta take like it apart and clean out the filter. Sometimes it's helpful to remember the memories with the music. So, like, for example, in patients with dementia, you can expose them to the music that they have a connection with from like 20, 30 years ago, and it actually does help bring autobiographical memory back. That oh, typically... now we want to get to dementia in a minute, but I want to say like sometimes yeah. you don't want them because like, honest to God, my only memory of we built this city, they're all very strong memories, but they're all the same memory, which is like trying not to hear that anymore. Really? Yeah. You don't associate it with a time in your life when you were working no, I, somewhere? I associate it with a time in my life, which is every time I've ever heard that song to kind of wanting it to go away. Huh. Yeah. But let's get to dementia because this is an interesting topic to both me and Paula because I have, I have, we've both volunteered in. Would you stop that? We built this city (laughs) on rock and roll. (laughs) Built this city. Oh, yeah. Animal election is so much fun. (laughs) I'm going to knock that out. So Paula and I have both um, volunteered or worked with um, Alzheimer's patients. So tell us about what dementia, how dementia and music work together. Yeah, so again, one uh, helps the other. yeah, no, it's uh, we have now research showing that you could use music because, again, when you listen to music and you have an experience of a life experience, that experience and memory gets encoded with a, a lot more richer, with a lot more kind of like um, details into it because right. you activate the affective system of the brain. So if you play the music of during the time that you really for example, like you were in the 20s and you really mm-hmm. were engaged with music when 
somebody is suffering from dementia, that music tends to bring back a lot of memories that the person with dementia does not have access to. Mm -hmm. And the hypothesis is that because we have kind of like an extra help here, it's not that you just have to access the memory directly. You have you have access to a memory that is being encoded with a lot of emotions and affect. Oh. And music kind of helps that mediation. So it literally takes them back mentally to a yes. place where they were yeah. before. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's really and then uh, it's it helps them remember those events. It helps them to it it uh, enhances mood. It helps a lot with depression associated with Alzheimer's wow. and dementia. So this uh, music therapy for dementia seems to be a very effective way. Without I mean, in conjunction with other therapies, mm -hmm. it's really interesting. Yeah, it's like in Ratatouille when the f food reviewer eats the ratatouille and, it and then he's brought back, back to his boyhood. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very much right. like that. Yeah. I guess what we're saying is music does that even better than, than, Rat than ratatouille. Than ratatouille. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Because I, I will point out that that beloved Pixar film is not necessarily scientifically valid. It's a Pixar film. All right. Um, well, thank you, Dr. Asal Habibi, for tuning up our brains. You didn't believe brains. in Up? You didn't believe in Up? I, I, I believe in the movie Up. I don't believe that, for instance, you can relocate your home with balloons. I don't yeah. even believe that you can make balloon animals. And here we go again. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Habibi, thank you so much. And Paula, when you're done inflating that balloon, um, can you give our listeners uh, some advice about music and their brains? Hey, Amber, could you give us a little house band bassoon music behind my summary of what I learned about the brain and music? The basilar membrane is part of the inner ear that has spaces between it for different frequencies. Notes sound dissonant when two are too close together and can't be distinguished. The basilar membrane is also my youngest son's new name. We built this city. We built this city. When you make music with someone else, you experience a brain phenomenon called entrainment. It can also happen with marching. So a marching band must be all but fused together after Stars and Stripes forever. We built this city. Music fires up emotion systems in the brain, which is why songs trip memory so easily on rock and roll. So someday, I'm going to remember this night. Okay. Wow. Dr. Asal Habibi is assistant professor of psychology at the University of Southern California. Thanks so much for being on our show. The Cat of the Week is Hobbs from West Salem, Ohio. And we're back, Paula. <laughs> so happy to be back. How would you describe your... Uh, I'm going to change the subject a little bit. How would you describe your driving skills? My driving skills? Yes. I suck at yeah, driving. You're not, you're not particularly I'm, good. People honk and yell at me all the time. The truth is, I, I arrive at the Ray Horseman Studios in scenic Miranda. Miranda it? Street. Miranda yeah. Street. Which we haven't even talked about tonight, by the way. No. Uh, this is not a great neighborhood to drive in or indeed breathe in. No, but I come like I come an hour early so that you guys can't see me parallel park. Really? Yeah, I'm it's that, that bad, bad at it. Yeah, it's now, ugly. And I think a lot of times, you know, I'm pretty sure I've seen drug deals going down while I'm here. Yeah. And people are sort of try to, you know, get off the street quickly because they do their thing and then they move away. Right. But a lot of times they stop and stare for a few minutes when they see. They even put their heads out the window sometimes from right. their homes when they see well, you me could parking. Conceivably They're like, she's be, here again. Right. You could conceivably be a cop. Who's just no, bad no one at thinks I'm a cop. Okay, no one no. thinks you're a cop. No, no. And no. I've noticed this about you: is you always keep on your bumper when you drive a student driver sticker. I do. Yeah, I, or, I, or I a have magnet. A, I have a student driver sticker on the back of my car just to keep people away from me. Really? That's, yeah. that's really why you do it. Yeah, it is. Because uh, I'm not a good driver, and I know that. I don't. It doesn't improve my driving at all to have you guys honk and yell. I so already you, know I'm an asshole. In fact, you don't know the half of it. Is what I always say. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to talk to, uh, you know, to somebody who could answer 
my driving skill questions. Yeah, you definitely have some issues around driving, so let's see if an expert can help you resolve some of those questions. This John- expert that I've totally ignored until up until this moment? You've just about eaten a pile of double stuffs down. That's right. To reveal, Josh Mendoza, a driving instructor at the Melrose Driving School. He seems to have successfully driven himself here into our... Very friendly neighborhood. Please welcome Josh Mendoza. Hey, Josh, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This is pretty exciting. Oh, Oh, you got to aim higher, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... the, the one the one question that launched us off on this a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about topics for the show, is Josh... What do you do at a four-way stop? Because Paula is convinced that there is no answer to this question. She thinks this is a chicken and egg thing. No, I know the answer in the book. I could answer it on a written test. What I can't do is apply that practically because it's it's a ridiculously written rule. It's uh, whoever gets there first or uh, the person on the right has a right of way. We all are on the right. It's a square. Yeah, see, the thing is it's that rule really only applies if, let's say, two or three cars show up at the same time. Right. So if like, let's say if two or three cars show up at the same time, then whoever's like most of the right that's like right on the street, that's the person that goes first. Then, you know, it's like the hands of a clock. Then it's like the person that's next right. And then the last person that's left. But what so, if all four show up at the same time? See, that's tricky. So see, in that situation, then it's whoever has like the gumption, the gall to just kind of, you know. Ease up a little and say, yeah. hey, I'm the person. Okay, so I'll go. It's a little flip. Yeah, yeah, so, it's, and goes, yeah it's a little goes. Wild West. Right, sort right? of, yeah. So the third right. thing. And, and what if two people pull up opposite each other? That, then they're both equally on each other's rights. Right. See, that's the thing is, is yeah. that it doesn't really matter. It depends on, like, let's say one person's going straight or one person's turning left, right? Then it just right. depends on yeah. what happens. So, so basically, the law as it's written, the rule as it's written, doesn't really apply most of the time. No, yeah, no, not really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. It always seems tricky often do you to pull me. up to a stop sign exactly when somebody else does. But the other thing is when. Well, I don't know, and part of the reason I don't know is because I'm very busy in my car. I uh, so you're not even looking. I don't really know if anyone pulled up at the same time as me or not. You know, Josh, is that the mark of a good driver? No, definitely not a good mark for a driver. <laughs> I think I see what you're saying. Here's the thing, though. I have music in my car. I like to listen to music in my car. Uh huh. And um, a lot of people I, do. I like to get a. I have a soda. Yeah. And we um, found out the other day that you occasionally will keep an open container of oatmeal. On yeah, the floor I of do. Your car. Right. Yeah. I, Josh, like, how's that? How's that for smarts? That's not great science, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right here. So, it's a lot of red flags. Yeah. <laughs> now, see, I would stop at a red flag. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's get to some... You know when I go at a four-way stop? I go when the guy behind me seems pissed. That's how I've done it for years. I just, Probably exactly not when you're supposed to go. I know. I wait it's a until, bad reason. I wait until there's a guy behind me, and he kind of leans on his horn, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and would... sometimes you have to wait a really long time for yeah. someone to pull up behind you. <laughs> oh, so you will yeah. actually wait until somebody gets mad at you. Absolutely. I just want it to not be my fault when it happens. I like to delegate, I guess. That's yeah, Josh, I'm, I'm not even going to ask you if that's a good idea. <laughs> of course, um, it's a good idea. Okay, so how does somebody nail parallel parking every time? Let's move on to specifics. Yeah, see, the thing is, is that you kind of have to be really familiar with the length of your car. You have to be you know, really like in tune with your car to know if like you see a spot that's on the street and realize, okay, wait, you know, I can totally fit my car in. Um, so you really get to know, A, the length of your car, B, mm-hmm. When you pull up next to a car, how do you do that? Do you like stretch out beside your car? <laughs> no, how do you it's get just... to you like you lay across the roof? Uh, you, you just lay across. You get in tune with the length of your car. You, it's just practice, uh-huh. practice over and over again, yeah. getting a feel for your car, like your balance, your spacing, and then you'll be able to determine throughout time, like, okay, you know what, that spot that I see there on the street, sure, I can go ahead and just pull up next to a car and then okay. back into so it. So you pull up next to a car. I yeah. got that part. Yeah. How far up do you pull? Do you put your grill parallel to his grill? No. See, that's no. too far. Okay. See, once you start backing up, then you might end up smashing the car that you just pull up. You put your rear view mirror parallel uh, alongside his rear view mirror? That's I, how I was taught. Yeah. I, what I usually okay. tell students is actually pull up your where your rear view mirror lines up with the window of the driver. So oh, the window way. of the driver yeah, and the my rear view oh. mirror. Right. So that's that good because I'm often a little too far forward with my right, yeah. mirror to mirror thing. I know. You drive a bike. I also drive a car. You ride a bike. That's Have you ever ridiculous. tried to park a bike, a parallel yeah, park a bike? you don't parallel park a bike. I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting detail about me yeah. beyond I'm on the show. Yeah, you're on the show. Yeah. You're on the show every week. 
and also you parallel park your bike. Okay, no, no, sorry to interrupt, Josh. <laughs> no, no, um, no, no, no. You no, know no, what no. happened? I, I, I became impulsive because I haven't played an instrument recently. <laughs> well, maybe you should have thought of that when you were younger. Yeah. Um, now, Josh, what is the most common driving mistake that drives you nuts? Like, everybody makes this mistake, and you were like, if you could talk to the people of America, because this Wait is sure your chance. Wait a minute, you didn't finish the parallel parking. So you pull <laughs> up <laughs> with your, you pull up. Yeah. You, you got a little impulsive there, buddy. I, well, you and I don't what? know why, because Hold I played on. the piano since I was six. Yeah, I have a harmonica here for you in my pocket. Why don't you? Uh, so, um, all right, really so you pull up. Just you could play an instrument, and that would help you with your imp- impulsivity. All right, so you pull up <laughs> with your rear view mirror. No, your side view mirror. Your rear view mirror alongside the driver's side window of the car that you're pulling up against. The side view mirror or the rear view mirror? The, their window, their side window, like the driver's side window. Yeah. Right. So well, you which pull up mirror? Your right rear view mirror. My right rear view. No, you mean the right side view mirror. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't have a right rear view mirror. <laughs> right, it's you're just right. just the one rear view mirror. Right. Okay. okay, so your side view mirror. I got it now. This is not confusing at all. <laughs> so you really got isn't. your side view mirror pulled up to the driver's window. But right. not touching it. But not, not touching, touching it. No. no. But you tap and try to get him no, to roll it down. <laughs> no, no. You don't need to get yeah. that close. You probably wonder why I pulled my side view mirror up to your car, don't you? I'm barking behind you. That's right. That's right. Right. I'm parallel park and watch this, buddy. <laughs> and then what does she do? And then after that, you just, once you put the car into reverse, move the steering wheel first all the way to the right. So then once you start backing up, the car will automatically start heading into the space. Yeah. Okay. That I got. But okay. see, what I never do right yeah. is when you begin to reverse the wheel the other way. Right. I always get that wrong. And then what happens is I'm parked about maybe a foot and a half from the curb. Right. Not nearly tucked in enough. It right. sounds like you're cutting the wheel too early. And I think I might be cutting the wheel too early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me I'm cutting the wheel too early. Something. Or someone. Or someone. Um, so then, yeah, I'm sticking out like that. Right. And then I can't. And then all I can do is do the the exact same thing I just did over and over again. I cannot get out of the space and I cannot get into the space. Right. Do you see the pain in my face? Josh, do you yes. understand the kind of difficulty this is creating? I totally understand. So <laughs> you cut the wheel and you go all the way back until your tires hit the curb? No. See, that's way too late. See the thing? Oh, See, so I'm cutting it too tough. late. Are you are your tires hitting the curb? You didn't get to that part. Oh yeah, my tires hit the curb. <laughs> okay, because I thought you were too far away from the curb. Eventually. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So all right. So you so you don't hit the curb. No, no, no. You. Once you start backing up, it's once you see that the back of your car is starting to head towards where the curb is, then that's your cue to start bringing the wheel back. Wait, when is your cue? Your cue is when, when you look at your right side mirror when you see that the back of your car is heading towards the curb not actually hitting it but when it's heading towards the curb that's hey everybody as longtime listeners know when helix mattresses first started sponsoring our show bonnie burns somehow got the drop on me and made off with the first mattress but in the intervening years i have gotten myself a helix mattress i've had it for almost a year now and it has improved my sleep it has improved my life i could not be happier the helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses including the award-winning Lux collection which i have the newly released helix elite collection which is a mattress designed just for big and tall sleepers and they even have mattresses made just for kids now if you're like me and you were a little nervous about trying it online or like paula who was screaming in fear of buying a mattress online? Don't be. The Helix Sleep Quiz takes into account your individual sleep preference to match you and your partner with the perfect mattress. I took the quiz and I ended up with the great mattress for a side sleeper, the Helix Midnight Lux. Take my word for it, everybody. The Helix Midnight Lux. Oh, don't want to take Adam's word for it. I don't blame you. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and... Two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula and use the code helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Paula. Paula, I invited you over, but (laughs) you fell asleep. Helixsleep.com slash Paula. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code.